Missy D. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. I just don't know what to say to be honest with you. This is like take 700 on the episode 2 of the uh, journal of Missy D. I can't tell you how many times I've recorded this and either I get distracted or I forget what I'm saying in mid-sentence and I'm sat there going, uh, okay, what did I just say and why did I say that? Four times my actually the recording suite that I'm using has crashed on me so it's just gone like a remix <laughs> in between I've been trying to deal with hob people gas people had a gas leak at the house last Saturday our gas has been shut off hob man came say it says I can't fix it called the people that gave us the kitchen a year ago when we did a renovation and waiting for him to call in between that I know for sure I can guarantee in the middle of this somewhere the phone is going to go off. I'm very uncomfortable and a little bit on edge here right now uh, because um, I've got my phone on ring and and if he kill, if he calls, I'm going to have to stop and then start recording again. It's just, it's a goddamn nightmare. So episode two, let's see if we can do this without disturbances, without my, uh, my computer crashing, without my mother calling me, without some man calling me uh, from Howden's Kitchens um, and then I will be happy. Talking about happy, before I go on, today, uh, obviously this is pre-recorded, so today on the telly, um, it was announced where the happiest place in the world is, and it was a place called, I've got, I wrote it down somewhere, hold on a minute, happiest place in the world for the past five years is a place called Helsinki, and on further investigations, <laughs> it's in Finland. Uh, don't laugh at Missy's geography, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm crap at geography and at history and at English. I'm past my maths the first time. But I told you last week I haven't got an A or B to, to my name, never have. And um, and, th and that's all good because I'm a, I'm a creative uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So if you fancy some happiness, Helinski in uh, Finland uh, is the place to be. Once, right, actually, um, my sister, she lives in Royal Leamington Spa and that actually was voted as one of the happiest places in England. Unfortunately, where I live, where I got sent to in Coventry, has never been <laughs> uh, voted the happiest city in Coventry, city in, in, in the UK, Coventry City. <laughs> I wonder why. We were, actually, I think we still are. The City of Culture uh, is a new thing that started here in the United Kingdom where they, they award a city 
uh, a lot of money, millions of money, and they make it the city of culture where they uh, promote arts and culture. And it, it kind of lifts up the face of the city. It's been about three or four years now. I can't see no facelifts anywhere in Coventry apart from loads of roadworks uh, and lots of really ugly student accommodation popping up everywhere. <laughs> Uh, and lots of buildings being built for no reason. Uh, but really, the facelift of Coventry, it's, it's quite a sad place to be, honestly. And and that's where I, I, I was born, born and bred in Coventry. And obviously, you should never shun your own kind. But, oh God, it's not the most pleasant of places. But ultimately, it's home. It's where I was born. It's where I grew up. And I think uh, regardless of how Coventry is not very nice, I was going to say something else. <laughs> um it will it will be home i mean i'm more of a oh, london girl i worked in london and lived in london for quite a few years when i worked on radio initially though i used to commute can you believe it so for those of you that are listening and don't know where coventry is it's kind of like in the heart of england um near birmingham quite a few people must know birmingham and then i i worked in london east the east of london barking um where club asia radio was and then um i initially because of the good girl that i am and so caring and loving about her family and her mom and her nan and and you know nan wasn't very well so i decided to commute from london to coventry every single day and that's a two two and a half hour drive down the M25, A13, if I'm correct, A406. And then what was it? A12. No, it wasn't A12. Although A12 kind of came off there. Something like that. Anyway, I did that trip three o'clock in the morning, every morning, 3 a.m. Yeah, I used to get up at 2 a.m. No joke. Uh, and because my show started at 6 a.m. Uh, in uh, in London, because I used to do the breakfast show. And then uh, I'd finish my show, have my breakfast, have some porridge and then get on with my office work because obviously I had to have meetings and production meetings and all that kind of stuff with the rest of the team. And then work there till around four-ish because I was a full-time employee and then drive back to Coventry, uh, get here for about six, 6.37, have my dindins and um, and then back into bed for about eight and get up at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so that's the kind of life that I've, I've come from. So you... you, you, you you're probably wondering, well, Missy, was this part of your illness? Probably uh, part of uh, a, co a contributing factor, I would say, uh, to my illness. Having a very fast-paced life, um, living the life of a rock star. That I mean, that was that just wasn't it. I um, I used to um, like commute, and sometimes I'd get booked to become a DJ. Uh, to become a DJ, I got booked to DJ, and um, and so I would have to stay in London, uh, and it, for that I would have to. Um, kind of stay at a friend's house and then because you're like the DJ that goes on at midnight I would have to kind of I'd go to, to their place go to sleep get up about 10 o'clock get dressed shit shave shower get dressed <laughs> that is the terminology it is it is and for those of you that haven't heard of it it's the three s's <laughs> I always flit between conversations, so you just, just keep up with me, okay? So the three S's are your shit, shave, shower, which I do every morning. And of course, when I go out, I I always have to sh shower. There are some people that don't do it, but I if I don't uh, have that fresh feeling when I'm going out in the evening, I, even if I'm clean, we'll go into that one day maybe, that not the having the shower in the morning. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but there are many people in my life that have done that. So, yeah, so basically I would shave shower, go to the club and then I would uh, do my DJ set at midnight 
or even one o'clock in the morning sometimes because not being big headed here, the bigger that you are <clears throat> and the more they're paying you, the more you are held back until the last bit of the night. So the punters, they stay, the punters meaning people, <clears throat> stay there and then then you come on at one o'clock and so you retain them. And that's how uh, radio presenting kind of goes as well a little bit. And I'll tell you uh, more about those techniques if you ever want to be a radio presenter. You kind of keep selling and selling and selling and you keep um, leave them there begging for more, wanting the thing that you particularly want to sell them so they won't go. It's called listener retainership. So a little bit like, say, if you're going to have, I don't know, uh, who knows? Um, Let's see. Amitabh Bachchan is coming to some my radio studio. This is like live radio. And I'll be going, yes, and Amadar Bhajan is coming today and he will be here very, very soon. An hour later, you you can't switch the radio off because uh, Missy D 2.0 hasn't told you exactly what time he's coming on. She just keeps going, he's coming and he's coming, 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 coming. And so you're going, oh, oh, can't switch my radio off because I'm going to miss out. Uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Uh, so that's how you retain people. Clever, huh? Uh, huh, huh, huh? I'll tell you more of the uh, uh, tricks that I've learned in media and uh, radio. So why did I start talking to you about this? I have no clue. Oh, yes, I do. I do. I do. It was something about... Li- <laughs> you see? You see how I trek from one to the other to the other to the other? It was all about Coventry, city and culture and me being a London girl and commuting and all that stuff. Yeah, I love London. Oh, my God. It makes me so happy Um, uh, going to central. What I call, see, I call it central London. And I've been like that since being a kid. We called it, we're going to central London. So that would be like Piccadilly Circus and Oxford Circus and all that kind of business. Because my cousin Ram, um, he he is a fashion photographer. And I'll talk about him another time. And I, every summer, every Christmas, every Easter, uh, we would go and stay at my Pua's house. My Pua being my dad's sister i'm punjabi so um my mom and dad are sikh uh, from punjab and my dad's sister is called apuaji her son is my first cousin who is ram and ram is a fashion photographer the the world's finest fashion photographer i kid you not check him out on ramshagle.org okay i told you i don't sell anyone in this show but he's my family man he's like he's my johnny jigada johnny man uh, me and ram are like uh two peas in a pod uh we're stuck to the hip uh we are absolutely just, just love each other to bits uh, that's another story maybe i'll do the story of ram and actually do you know what forget doing the story of ram I'll, I'll bring him on the show and you will see how we are together he calls me blingy <laughs> oh i love him to bits man and he'll be happy that i mentioned him on the show he's doing a phd at the moment my dear so he'll become dr ram so anyway going back to them <laughs> they lived in southeast um, in a place called, uh, well, it was actually Barnhurst, but loosely referred to Woolwich. We'll just call it the Woolwich area. But they actually are in Barnhurst. And so we'd, when we'd go to the house, uh, we'd be like, we want to go Central London, Ram. So Ram would take us to Central London, to Oxford Street and all that kind of business. And it, it would just be like glitz and glamour. And he'd know that we'd love it so much uh, because we're like, you know, we're the small time people from Coventry coming to this big city of London with the shiny buildings and the lovely sparkly lights and stuff. Uh, but I've always loved London. Um, I always initially used to say, I'd like to live in Greenwich because Greenwich I really, really loved. But as I kind of moved from place to place when I used to 
find different places to live in London. I've, I've lived North London, East, South, West London. So North London, I lived in a place called, oh, oh, South something, Southgate, South, South something. It was South something. I lived with a, a friend of mine there. Uh, I then lived in the Isle of Dogs. Yes, I did. And I lived in a shipping container. That is no joke. I lived in a shipping container. That was after I commuted for two years from Coventry to London, right? So I lived in a shipping container um, that had no shower uh, and that had no toilet, had no cooking facilities. Uh, but London is very expensive. And the reason I talked that is because Ram's studio was across the road. Uh, not across the road. It's like a, it was an enclosed kind of community of artists um, and at that time, the, the management kind of took a blind eye to people that were taking up um, these uh, containers, which were quite cheap, obviously. Um, and luckily, though, Ram had a proper brick studio where he had a shower because he had models and stuff that used to come to him. So um, I used to have a shower uh, in his shower, like walk across snow, rain, don't matter, from my container. Cooking wise, I had uh, a microwave. <laughs> I mostly ate out, to be honest with you, just wherever uh, I ate. There was a McDonald's across the road. It explains, yeah, why I look like a Big Mac. Yes. And <laughs> in fact, do you know what? I lost weight at that point. Um, and what else? Um, toilet was actually outside of my my container. So, yeah, I lived in the Island Dogs. And then as, you know, uh, as a miracle happens and uh, God is kind, although I'm not a God lover, I ended up in Canary Wharf. I, I called it I called it my penthouse. Uh, f my best friend, her sister, she was looking for someone to kind of um, she wanted a, a, someone to rent the place, but she wanted access to it. So she gave me a really good deal on this uh, flat she had in Canary Wharf, two bedroom uh, with with a balcony with the swans and ducks at the bottom, which I would uh, I would feed every single day. And I would invite people back to my place and say, would you like to come back to my penthouse with me? So it was an absolutely amazing time that. Uh, and then I lived in, uh, not Wembley, not Harrow, near Harrow. Oh, I can't remember where all the Gujarati community are. Kenton, Kenton. I live with uh, with Ash in Kenton. Uh, and then uh, East London, East London. I just told you that was that. Oh, but West London, I lived in um, Southall, basically, Greenford. Uh, because I then, after leaving Club Asia, I worked at a station uh, called Buzz Asia. They, these people had bought Love Asia, turned it into a Buzz Asia, and then I station managed that. But I also lived in a place called Hampstead Heath. Very short period. Um, she also was a friend of a friend, and I rented a small single room with her. And uh, once I got into Hampstead Heath, man, it was like a whole new ball game. Absolutely loved it. So I have always been a bit of a London girl. I just feel like... I've come home when I've got, gone to London. But now, it, uh, being older and iller, uh, it, it becomes a bit of a, a a drama to go to London. And it's just so fast paced and everyone's running around like penguins. And uh, it's like, oh, maybe I don't like London so much, really. So, yeah, that was my uh, little um, insight into where I've lived. Um can I say thank you very much for all of your amazing responses uh, that I've been getting, which I've put all on my all over my social media. Most of you have seen. Mostly, I've got to say, family, friends, but quite a few fans as well uh, kind of came back and said, Missy, we love this new podcast of yours. Love seeing you in this new avatar. We know that you're the same Missy, but this Missy is like wowing us because she's just so open, honest, raw, and is just uh, being so vulnerable 
Um, and it's great that you are uh, allowing yourself to be like this on your podcast, uh, because that kind of gives us uh, a little bit of uh, hope that maybe one day we can be like that too. And uh, that is amazing to know. Thank you so much. So um, to be honest, I'm not sitting here deliberately trying to be vulnerable or anything like that. I've just made a promise to myself because this is the journal of Missy D um, and V2D 2.0. Uh, don't don't forget her. And I'll tell you why in a minute. OK, because we are like we are two of one. No, we we what we are. Uh, we're half of one. Yeah, we're half of one. Anyway, something like that. We are one. Are you confused? Well, I've been confused all my life, darlings, <laughs> for a good 23 years since Missy D was born. But Jari Ritu D, which is me, got left behind. And if you don't understand that. So I was born Ritu D. I already told you about the whole DJ Ritu scenario thing that happened. I uh, got into radio. I was named Ritu, Ritu D, D for my surname, Dami. Got into radio stations, Ritu D, start becoming becoming massive right uh, a really big uh, well-loved uh, entity in Leicester in Birmingham you can ask the people in Leicester they still remember me there it's crazy um I, I, that reminds me of a friend Jayshree who I met in Leicester actually she was a listener and she's got a, a daughter who's doing this deadlifting stuff yeah and she got me into the angels yeah see I've had such a random life honestly <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Leicester, um, I was V2D and and then bang, I go to Club Asia Radio and then I had to change that name, right? Which I told you because of DJ Ritu, lovely, beautiful person, love her to bits. Me and her are really good friends and like, you know, we know each other really well. But there couldn't have been two DJ Ritus. And ultimately it started becoming, I was DJ Ritu, she was DJ Ritu. I didn't choose, I didn't give my name the label uh, of DJ. I was just Ritu D. But obviously people out there are confused and whatever so then bang bcd was born and then ritu ritu which is me the person behind the driving force behind missy d was left behind she just got locked up somewhere in the middle of nowhere maybe on a i don't know some dark cupboard and off went missy d to love her life and live her life and enjoy her life life and then poor ritu uh, was left behind so we must always think about ritu and missy as one okay I mean, ultimately, you'll understand that I am uh, Missy D 2.0, but also always understand and remember and give big love uh, to Re2D, who is me too. It's an identity crisis, okay? But this is why I am doing this journal, because I want to be authentically me. I want to learn to be me. I want to love me. I want to be kind to me. And me is me and Ritu. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is the same kind of drama I tell you for free. I don't even know that many celebrities. In fact, I don't know any. Do I? No, I'm awed by a few people, just a few people in my life. I don't go like, oh my God, I love you. And you're like this big entity celebrity and I want to bow down to you because you are amazing. I do give props where props are due. And I do authentically thank from the heart, from the depths of the chambers of my heart. And I thank them. For example, I think the only person recently who I've actually ever become obsessed with, not obsessed, that I've shown big love to is a woman called Asma Khan. Asma Khan is a, I love the, do you like the way I do Khan? <laughs> it's, it comes from knowing so many Muslim friends and family and, and they're amazing. So Asma Khan is a, a woman who has come from India. Is it India? Oh, I think she's from India. I'm sure she is. Was it Pakistan? I'm, I'm sure it's India. I'm not I'm kind of sure about that. Yeah. Don't quote me on it. She's a chef uh, and she had a place 
Darjeeling Express in Soho. Uh, and then she uh, has been on Netflix, actually. She has an all-female kitchen. And she, I, I was in awe of her. I was like, wow. Firstly, I've always wanted to be a chef, right? But this woman comes from her hometown, from abroad, comes to England and sets up um, supper clubs in her uh, home, which my mate, Dowdy, Dowdy, my best mate, she's always, always encouraging me to do these supper clubs because I'm a complete foodie. Absolute love food. And I should have been a chef, but I didn't become a chef. Don't ask me why. I should have been a stand-up comedian. I didn't become a stand-up comedian. Don't ask me why. I should have been an author. I haven't become an author. Don't ask me why. I will, though. I'll do all of those things because Missy D 2.0 is here. And Missy D 2.0 is buzzing. Honestly, I feel like vibrations in my fingers and my toes and in my whole body. I feel turned on. Now, you just listening to that, right? It's gone. Eh? You're turned on, Missy. Go on, Missy. Uh, the first time I heard that was uh, when I was doing meditations with Cornelius Christopher. There's a woman on there that he does question and answers. It's, I'll go through Cornelius one day. He's an absolutely amazing man. Love him to bits. I've got no qualms about saying that. And I'm sure he has no qualms in me saying that because he understands the love that I have for him. I've recently found out that just saying the word love has so many repercussions for so many different people and has so many triggers. So I'm now very careful about who I say love to and what I say love to and who to love and who not to love. Because I just love everything and everyone because it's pure, innocent love that I'm trying to spread here. OK, so, yeah, going back to uh, being turned on. <laughs> you see how we're conditioned? Do you see how you're conditioned? I'm telling you I'm turned on. And there was a, a woman on the question and answer session on Cornelius Christopher's coherence healing, which I try to go to every single evening. He's in New Zealand and the, and sometimes it's difficult because it's around the seven o'clock, 7.30 mark and it's in the middle of all my days, endings and trying to do dinners and stuff like that. But I try my best and I can't do Fridays because I uh, babysit Shayan. Anyway, so there, he does a, a meditation. He works with consciousness in a nutshell, right? And he raises your vibration and he heals. He doesn't heal like he's not Jesus. And he says that he calls Jesus Jay-Z, by the way. And he, he he puts his hand up and says, I'm not healing you. You are healing you. I'm just giving you the tools to heal you. The very first time, third time I signed up, I went every single day. On day three, there's about 900 people in this auditorium of Zoom. OK, and everyone after this, he does a he does a, um, a meditation. And then there's averagely about 900 people. He can't go more than a thousand on the Zoom account. Right. So we're all fighting to make sure that we got this the spots with him. Anyway, I think it was the third time that I went on. He does question and answers after a meditation session. He goes straight into meditation at eight o'clock. It was 7.30, sorry. 7.30 to eight. Bang, he's done. Then he'll say, take some water, have a stretch. Just slowly come back after your meditation. But boom, what everyone wants to do is put their hands up and get a, a bit of Cornelius, right? So... <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to keep putting my hand up because I want to talk to this man. I've tried emailing him and have had no response. He's a really busy man. And he's got he, he's actually closed his one to one sessions. And in my desperation of trying to heal myself, I was like, please, please, consciousness, do something here. So on my third time. Yeah, exactly. I kid you not. Put my hand up. Right. And probably about half of these people put their hand up. So there's 900 people, probably 400 people there with their hands up going in their heads, heads and their minds going, Cornelius, pick me, Cornelius, pick me. And he went, Missy D. Honestly, that's exactly what I was like, radio silence, like, <gasps> and then like, imagine, because uh, I was desperate to talk to Cornelius. I've got his book, by the way, um, and you must get it. It's called Wano. 
Okay, you can get it from Amazon. And the guy is called Wano. Um, and it's enlight Enlightenment of Eternal Life, the acceptance of I and the one with yourself. Cornelius Christopher, a self-reflective -ref autobiography. So I went on to to uh, the public. So you got a speaker mode on Zoom and there's Missy. And I swear to God, normally I look half decent. This time I had my Udi on. I don't know if you know what an Udi is. An Udi, O-O-D-I-E. Right. It's like this big blanket made into like a, a hoodie type thing. And it goes down to your knees and it's massive, but it's so warm. And I had that on. My hair was all over the place. I had my glasses on, my broken glasses. <laughs> and it was so hot. I was dribbling with sweat. And uh, you know how you always Im imagine when you're going to make a speech of some sort or, or you're going to do something like a podcast and you're, in your head you're going, right, I'll say this, 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 this. I'd already sorted my speech out that, right, so Cornelius, I've got um, a lung disease and it started in 2015 and this is what happened. And I've been to all these doctors and they've just left me to die and they don't give a shit and they've just plastered me with my medicine. And uh, <clears throat> I, I'd practiced it all in my head. And then... um he went, right, Missy. Hi, how are you doing? I was like, I actually don't know what to say. And this is the first time maybe I've been stumped in my life. <laughs> As I don't know what to say. I just went, uh, I've got a lung disease, Cornelius. And he went, all right, shut your eyes. And he'll shut your eyes. He won't shut your eyes. I will shut my eyes. And then he talks to consciousness. So consciousness talks to, I. he talks to my consciousness. So he'll say, shut your eyes. And then he will say something like, hi, how are you? And he'll say, don't speak back. And then you say, I'm fine, thank you. This is Cornelius talking to my consciousness, right? For those of you this that sounds far-fetched too, don't worry. Uh, one day, I promise you, you will get it. You will get it because you just haven't got to, to the level of consciousness yet. But uh, your consciousness will bring you there when your time is right. And that's why I'm here because I was brought here because of my illness and because of my want to live and to find a way of taking myself out the murky waters basically right so he picked me so now here i am 900 plus people watching me and shut my eyes and he's gone right so consciousness how, how are you yes thank you i'm fine very much and he's like okay so missy close your eyes and he starts he starts raising your vibrations of different parts of your body uh that consciousness is uh steering him to do it sounds very bizarre and a lot of people don't buy him. He even says it himself that, you know, people don't believe what I do is 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 is, is um, real or it's all namby-pamby. I mean, how can a man sit here and heal people, heal people? And he's, he, he, he said, adamantly says, I don't heal anyone. You heal you. I'm just here as a tool for you. And consciousness has put me here for you. This man tried to commit suicide, uh, wanted to commit suicide. I believe it was March Oh, he said it here last night. I was there last night. March 2019. And it's a, it's a very interesting story. I'm not going to go into that now because I do want to uh, do a whole Cornelius show. This is probably a Cornelius show. Oh, I've asked him to come on and he's considering it. And I'm not worried about that. He's not going to come on. It's just a more... I just need to know when he's going to come because then I can booking into my booking system, which I've booked quite a few people into already. So anyway, so a long story short, where this came from, I don't know. You see, I'm very random. But again, you've got to remember when Missy D becomes random, Missy D 2.0, I'm allowed to because this is my podcast, number one. And number two, it's my journal. So I'm verbal journaling. I am just speaking about what's coming out in from my heart to my mind out of my mouthpiece, the Missy D 2.0 mouthpiece so he then started to hide my vibrations things like 
very simply and I don't want to to how do you put it I don't know sometimes I don't know the Indian lingo is to half the things that I say I don't want to down level it okay I don't want you to I don't want to just kind of brush it off and says oh he says this 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 he does what he actually says is really important so he might say something like see I don't want to say it just because I say it wrong um, but yesterday when we were, we were doing meditations with him he said what he says is not important what is important is for you to just be just to be there in that moment, right? It doesn't matter if you can't hear it because consciousness is doing it for you, okay? So he says, uh, okay, I'm going to just try because I'm really, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable saying it. So he might say something like, um, left lung, going to the left lung at 5,672, right lung lobe at 7,755. Uh, and then he, then he asks for help. He's got a lot of help from loads of different uh, people that are on his team as consciousness it's mind-blowing right why am I telling you all this so this is my third session with this man bear in mind I'm doing all the EFT stuff I'm doing loads of other stuff like manifestations all this kind of other stuff right anyway I'm there close my eyes and I've seen people um you know when they have babas and stuff in India maybe you don't but you know in India uh they kind or like not even India like you know say the churches and you've seen it on telly when they go, praise the Lord. I'm going to put my hand on your heart and you are going to be praised by the Lord. And all the healing is going to go down your spine and down your lungs and you are healed. And that person kind of starts convulsing and falls on the floor and they throw iced water on them. And then they're healed. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but do you, do you get the picture? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you you see in India where you know they do stuff. I'll I'll do a whole show on that because uh, I've been through all these experiences about uh, either being healed or my mum my mum trying to marry me off and my sisters and why we're not getting married. That's a whole new drama. Okay, so so you can imagine like a baba uh, going, oh yeah, eat some cow shit and then drink some urine of the sheep. All good. Oh look, she's fallen on the floor and she's having a bit of a a bit of a and a shaky shaky. Oh, she's okay now. She's healed. So I always think that those things are made up. So when I had my eyes closed, he started talking and talking. I starting started feeling vibrations through my back and electric currents in my body, and my body started to shake. It's no joke. I mean, we, did, we you're not allowed to record this stuff. I don't know if he's got a recording of it. Uh, I was streams and streams and streams of tears. Uh, it went on for a good thirty minutes, forty minutes. I don't even know how long, but I was sweating. All I can remember is my like my kachi is gilly. Kachi is gilly in Punjabi means my my knickers are wet and not because of any other reason because there was sweat pouring down <laughs> my back my boobs my legs my arms my face oh my god it was crazy tears everywhere convulsing everywhere oh my god and then when he kind of finishes he's like right you can open your eye you can open your eyes now beautiful because he uses beautiful a lot that was that and then i had all these people on our forum going oh my god missy that was so awesome there's a lot of americans on a cornelius christopher coherencehealing.love but by the way if you want i don't mind i don't mind every time any time every day uh promoting coherence healing dot love which is the website of cornelius christopher if you want to work with consciousness and if you're looking to be healed or if you're just looking for some direction in your life highly recommended www.coherencehealing.love okay write it down and check it out buy the book and also please if you do buy the book could you review it for him because i do like i do see that uh, cornelius 
does like a review and if he doesn't get a review he doesn't get upset but he does kind of hint at like mate if you're going to buy the book at least do me a review good or bad he don't mind okay so then what happened is this is mind-blowing it really is and I honestly I uh, I'm not skeptical but I've been through all rituals of any kind when it comes to my mother um, for all for my healing and for for marriage and this that and the other money da 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 we'll go through that another time but you kind of know the deal with that right so the then the session happened I run downstairs to my mom going mommy not going to believe this. this is the third time I've been on and I've been picked but my my whole body was vibrating like like electrical currents all the way through it I was buzzing for two hours so next day I had an appointment for some reason I can't remember what the appointment was for anyway afterwards I was starving and me and mom went to Starbucks right because we love these the ham and cheese croissants in Starbucks <laughs> I always feel like I'm an advertising company oh dear uh yeah Starbucks the ham and cheese croissant mm-mm-mm. and I always have a flat is it a flat white? I think Starbucks is flat white. And then in the in the other one, it's called a Cotado. What's the other place? The purple one. I know you're shouting at me. I can't remember what it is. Pret-a-Manger. No, it's not Pret-a-Manger. What is it? Oh my God, Starbucks. And it's literally opposite. I can see it. I can just see it here in Coventry. Anyway, the other coffee shop with the purple branding. Yeah, they it's called a Cotado there, which is a very... The two 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 shots with a little bit of, of milk, Yeah. So I went to Starbucks and walked in with my mum, went to the counter, ordered two ham and cheese croissants. She had a mocha. I had a flat white. Uh, then went to the counter, waited for my drink and the food, went back to my a table, started eating my croissant and looked at my mum. She was like, what? Because she thought I was going to complain about the food. I always complain about cold food. Honestly, if I'm going to pay money, then you give me hot food, period. Right? She goes, kihoya. Kihoya means what's, what happened? And I'm like, my oxygen. She went, what? I goes, look at my back. She goes, your oxygen's not there. I wasn't panting. I didn't even think that I didn't have the oxygen. I was like, I was normal, honestly. Fear then kicked in. And then, yeah, I went to the car and I was like, because <laughs> my mind took over, my ego took over, my, my brain took over. And then check this. So during that week, I started walking more and more around the house without oxygen. I'll go through my oxygen thing one day because I've now, oh yeah, I've taken all this time about this, but this is amazing stuff, right? On Friday, I went to the Red Line pub down the road from me here. Yeah. It's just had a renovation. I mean, the renovation shit because it looks exactly the same. I was so happy. I thought I'd have like a really cool gastro pub next to my house and it's the same old bloody Red Lion. I walked from the car to the bar, put in my registration. Bar, got the drinks, went to the table for to go and hang out with my nephew, my sister, my mum. Got the food, went back to the bar, went to the toilet, came back. Where was the oxygen tank? It was in the car. I didn't even know. And I was absolutely fine. I was not panting. I was not wanting. I did not need my oxygen. So then I went back on to Cornelius and I did somehow get picked again and it updated everyone on my situation and they were blown away. Now, for some people listening to this, they're probably going, Missy, what the f- has happened to you? Well, what's happened to me is that I had the privilege of being ill. I'm so honoured, honestly, honoured that I, I picked up a chronic lung disease that caused me to almost um going go to the 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 doors of death uh, because i couldn't function anymore not on one occasion on two or three occasions and because of that i have been introduced to the world of self-help self-love self-healing and uh learning so much about life about consciousness about um what life really is and what it really truly boils down to which Cornelius constantly, constantly uh, speaks about 
It's love and kindness. At the end of the day, it's about loving yourself and being kind to yourself. You. Yeah, you. You need to be love, loving yourself and being kind to yourself. And then sharing that loving, love and kindness with other people in this world. And if we all did that, if every single human did that, then a lot of illnesses would be eliminated uh, in this world. A lot of hatred would be eliminated. A lot of wars would be eliminated. This world would be such a beautiful place to live in. It's unfortunate that we are all going through so much in our lives because we have been so badly, badly conditioned by our parents, by the world, by loads of different things that people just don't even understand that they are so badly conditioned and having they think they're in a great place having a great life really they're not they're not happy because do you not even know what real happiness is I'm, I'm i'm on the path to try and find out at least where was where was i going with this see i told you i've got pure randomness randomness going on but it's my journal isn't it this is my journal i can talk how i want to this is what i love about this podcasting stuff man so yeah basically why was i turned on because uh, i was turned on by consciousness you see and i'm always now turned out by consciousness uh, every time i'm told to close my eyes and get into a meditative state did i say that right meditative meditative oh my god to meditate I have these these electric currents that go down my back and my spine, through my fingers and through my body. I kid you not. I do not make it up. It is absolutely brilliant. And so really now I walk around turned on all day long and I love it. And that's all thanks to Cornelius Christopher and his team who I go to every single day. By the way, the most interesting thing about this man, um, he's from, uh, he's a Yorkshireman. Yeah, he's from England. And he's married to an Indian girl. Yes. And her, and her name is Dee. And he's just had a baby boy, boy called uh, Blue Blue. Oh my god um if you've never tried it do try it please um i I highly highly recommend it not not even if you need you don't have to go because i needed healing right and i still need healing um i've still got other things to do i've got to get rid of my scarring on my lungs i've just been to the chest clinic and um dr professor burge um has told me this that and the other uh so which i'll go through but even if you don't want healing if you're looking for a direction in life if you're looking just to gain some peace in your life if you're trying to find where to go in life if you're finding lost in life it is the most surreal amazing experience that you'll ever go through there's no namby pamby there's no kind of guru type people because that was my biggest thing with with these healer type people right uh, there's no guru there's no one sitting there going om shanti om and, and burning incense sticks there's no airs and graces this man it goes fucking this fucking that and <laughs> Some of the Americans are like, oh my gosh, Cornelius, do you have to swear so much? And he's like, look, mate, I swear. And that's what I do. And this is why I make this show explicit, right? Because I, at the beginning, was going to make it a clean show. And then I went and wanted another show of Cornelius. And uh, he, uh, it's not a show, it's not a show, is it? Sorry, Cornelius, it's not a show. I went to a meditation session, a healing session uh, with Cornelius. And one of the ladies were like, you know, oh, Cornelius, Cornelius, you swear such a lot. And he's like, listen, love, this is me. This is authentic Cornelius. I can't pretend not to swear because I swear. I'm a swearer, so I'm going to swear. And then it was that day that morning i thought okay i'm not going to swear on my show but i thought you know what missy d 2.0 you swear so then just swear on your show obviously don't go over the top because sometimes i do that's just me you'll learn about me right but if i want to swear i will swear and if my guests want to swear they can swear i am not here to control anybody or uh, block anyone's emotions up if you want your emotions to come out in your profanities then so be it so uh i had about another five pages to do here and i haven't even touched the first sentence 
Finally, after Take 7700, I have finished this podcast and bestowing you with love and kindness. And I thank you for listening to my podcast. And I hope that it continues. And I hope you spread the word. And it is on every single good podcast platform. It's on www.missyd.love. And like I said earlier, if you want to contact me for any reason, if you fancy coming on, like I said, I'm not selling anything, although I keep advertising all these things. Uh, but if you want to come on uh, and I think if we could just sit here and chat about stuff then yeah um, the journal of missy d at gmail.com so the journal of missy d at gmail.com is the way to contact me once again thank you very much for supporting me loving me and I've consciously send you love I send you gratitude and I, I send you kindness and please Please, if you ever have an opportunity of sharing love and kindness uh, with any human without wanting anything back, please do that. And please, 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 please be kind to yourself. Love yourself first. Think of it always like this. In the aeroplane, when you're in there, they always say, put on your gas mask first, then help someone else. Oxygen mask, sorry, not gas mask. Oxygen mask, okay? Uh, Same thing here. If you can't show yourself love and kindness, if you can't accept yourself, if you can't love all of you, then how on earth are you going to give that to someone else? Your life is a mirror of anything that you put out. What you put out is what you get in. And I'm going to stop there because I'm starting to sound like (laughs) Guru Missy D 2.0. I ain't no guru. I'm just me, Missy D 2.0, now driven by Ritu D 2.0 and driven mostly by your love and your support. So thank you very much. I look forward very much to hearing your feedback. Um, to don't be, don't be scared of contacting me, honestly. Uh, I will always, always reply to each and every one of you. And I'm looking forward to episode three. I really just hope that next time I'll be able to do it on take one. Take care, be good, be kind, spread love. Mwah! Hot, sweet. Missy D. 